Hi everyone and welcome to Barefoot with Spirit podcast show. I'm your host Leanne the Barefoot Medium and I'm incredibly excited to connect with you and to be able to bring you channeled information from Source, Spirit, the Divine to inspire you to transform your experience, consciously manifest your desires and connect with your intuition and spirit. Now, like always, before we get started in this episode, I'd like to take a moment just to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I stand and on which my guest stands and pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. I extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples and First Nations people who are tuning in from around the world. Now, kick off your shoes, take a few deep breaths into your heart space and step into this spiritual sacred container where my guest, Amanda Trenfield, and I are going to share a deep and intimate conversation on when a soulmate says no. Now, Amanda owns a successful private consulting practice, embracing her two passions, helping women reinvent and transform their lives, and working with businesses to understand the unique talents of their employees. Now, Amanda is also the author of When a Soulmate Says No, a memoir describing her journey from a moment that shook the foundations of her life and led her to a transformative and unexpected outcome, finding and knowing her true self. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Leanne. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Now, um, you know, I'm so excited to talk to you about this topic in particular because I know that, um, you know, as a psychic and a medium, I get lots of people booking in for readings, asking about when will I meet my soulmate? Is are they my soulmate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, number one question. So, tell me a little bit about how you stepped into your journey around soulmates and and learning about that. Sure. Thanks, Leanne. I might start when I met uh, a man at a conference a few years ago. So I have I had been married for 14 years. And to be honest, we had grown apart. So I decided to attend this conference with my husband because I actually saw that as a great opportunity for us to reconnect and rekindle our relationship. Instead, at the dinner one evening, I, I met a man across the dinner table and he immediately took my breath away. So I spent the evening, you know, laughing and talking and connecting with him. And to be honest, I had never felt that type of connection before. And at the end of the evening, I, you know, I indicated to him that I'd like to see him again. And he said yes. And by the time I got on the plane after that conference, Leanne, I knew in my heart and in my soul that I had profoundly changed. And so from there... I really had to start doing a huge amount of exploration of both myself and what I have now under what I now understand of the world of soul energies. What's really interesting that you've mentioned is just noticing that soul connection. And what I want to share with those who are listening is that you know soulmates are all different types in our world, right? And family and friends can also be soulmates that come into our world to help us learn and grow in different ways. Now that can be through a beautiful loving experience, a joyful and, and playful experience, or it might be through 
something that really uh, brings up some painful sadness, hurt or, or whatever, or triggers us in some ways. And so, you know, I love that you talk about that, um, that spark or that, that initial feel that you'd never felt before because that often happens when there's a soulmate, a connection soul to soul that is meant to occur for some profound reason to support us to learn and grow and heal and, and to, to really embrace more love for self, right? Yes, I completely agree with everything you've just said there. Yeah, and that was my exact experience. And so, you, you know, I, I think that often when people hear the word soulmate, they think romantic soulmate, yeah? Yes. And yeah. sometimes that's furthest from the truth. That's right. I mean, I believe soulmates come in and they can be they can be romantic soulmates, but they can also challenge you on a level that you've never experienced before. And that needs to be recognised and accepted, that these soulmates do not necessarily always fit into the box of the Disney happily ever after time. And um, one of the things that, you know, I, I talk about is there's different types of soulmates. There's the beautiful companion soulmate, which I'm sure you and many of the people listening to this would know about. And they're those people that we meet that are just friendship connections that we just know that we know them. And we have that instant connection with and it's like we've known them for lifetimes and we more than likely have in some cases absolutely you know I, I sort of think about this as an intuitive knowing you know when someone is is connected to you and not necessarily in the relational sense you know it's a feeling it's an energetic resonance within you know that sparks as soon as two people meet and I have many soulmates uh, or that I have people in my life who I have now recognized as soulmates and the way I think about this is, you know, they are here for, you know, to be, you know, your partner in crime in many different ways, but they can also be here to challenge us on levels and force us into our own internal growth. Yeah, and sometimes they're, they're karmic because they're, those karmic soulmates are there to help us clear and heal and shift and change and transform stuff that we, we might repeat over and over again like limiting beliefs and sabotage patterns that might be playing out in our lives mm -hmm. you know I know for me one of my patterns was in romantic relationships I kept choosing unavailable men uh-huh okay yeah. I, I, I understand that and um and and I resonate with that as well Leanne and you know it when you can step back and take a high perspective, it makes a huge difference to your ability to not only understand and comprehend, but to accept why people come into your life at different stages. And I truly believe it's to help you heal and grow. Absolutely. And, you know, you and I have had somewhat of a similar journey in some ways with, with taking adventures and exploring and, and part of that self-discovery and that self-healing involved in adventure um you know and and for for those of you who know a little bit about my story um oh gosh I think it was about six seven years ago now I um sold up everything jumped on a plane and went to South America Colombia in particular um to really connect with me to step away from everything and anything that I'd been doing in my my life here in Brisbane 
Australia. Um, you know, and being relied upon or the, the pattern that I'd stepped into with allowing people to rely on me. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I was the one that was always there, was always supporting, was, you know, I've got your back. Yep, no problem. And I wasn't putting my own needs first. Mm-hmm. And so I sat and I asked my soul one morning, what is it that you need? And I heard the word adventure. And I went, yep, okay, got it, done. Yep. And, and I'm very cautious personality-wise normally, so it came out of the blue for a lot of people. But um, I had a karmic relationship with a soul, karmic soulmate prior mm-hmm. for on and off nine years, and it was toxic. It was unhealthy. It was, you know, the unavailable emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, all of that. And I'm very grateful and blessed that he was in my world because he was in Australia and he was Colombian. So he got me over there on my own, mm-hmm. on my own, where I met my beautiful twin flame, my partner who, you know, and I wasn't there for that reason. I was there to heal me. I was there for me. And, you know, one of the things you mentioned in your book was heading to Argentina Yes, that's right. And, and it's, it, it's um, number one, can I just say how brave you were to jump on a plane and follow your heart? Because that is really challenging, particularly, you know, growing up in Australia where we have a very comfortable life and we are, I believe, very conditioned from a young age to sort of tick all the boxes. And I certainly fell into that. You know, I, I was academic at school. So, of course, I'd go to university and I'd study commerce and economics. And then, you know, of course, I'd get a job in finance because that's what people did when they had this type of degree. And then, well, a couple of years later, you know, you're dating and then you meet someone and you marry them and then you have children, you have the house and the car. And so I was absolutely living that life for a long time. And, you know, I'm absolutely still living elements of that as well. But I got to, after having met this man at the conference and reaching out to him after I had let my husband know that I I didn't feel I could stay in a marriage when I no longer felt at home. And so I honoured my husband very, you know, deeply and sincerely because he is an exceptional man and a wonderful father to my children. But I, I could not in all sincerity stay in a marriage where I no longer felt at home. It would have been unfair to him and unfair to me. And so after that period of time, I reached out to the man um, that I had met at the conference and I was hoping to see him again, absolutely. But the answer was no. And so what happened for me then coming back to, you know, my South American adventure is, you know, about 18 months after meeting him and having done a lot of internal healing work, which, you know, he forced me into, you know, I, I really had no expectation that I would do all of this deep inner healing work. Um, it had never occurred to me. You know, I was too busy ticking all those boxes. And so one day I decided I would embark on an overseas adventure by myself, a solo adventure, which I had never done before. You know, I was never one to sort of do the contikis or anything like that. And so I decided it was Argentina. And I decided because when I read the travel itinerary of, you know, Buenos Aires and the hiking Patagonia, and exploring the incredible natural scenery and then 
you know, enjoying plenty of glasses of Malbec and Pinot Noir and Lamb, I thought, absolutely, that is right up my alley. And so I went to Argentina to stretch myself as well, although I sort of cheated, Leanne. I, I took a, a group tour for solo travellers in their 30s and 40s called Flashpack, and it was an incredible experience. And during that experience, when I was in Patagonia and I was awake early one morning and I decided, well, I'll just go for a walk in this incredible natural scenery. And so I, I walked out of this ranch, this rustic ranch that we were staying in, and I, I was not going anywhere in particular. And I walked a kilometre or two and then my body just stopped me. And I looked around and I felt it. I recognised in that instant that I had lived a life in Patagonia and that I was coming home. And that was an incredible, soulful experience that I had. And so really one of the key benefits and blessings of that adventure was to collect part of my soul that had lived in another lifetime in Patagonia. And it was incredible. Thank you for sharing that and the you know, heartfelt energy behind that because I can feel it and I hear you and I see you. Um, you know, it was very similar for me in Colombia in particular and I'd had, you know, many visions years, years before of a lifetime that I'd experienced where it was, you know, in the jungles and I didn't really know where it was and it wasn't until I arrived in Colombia that I went, Ah, oh, this is this is it, mm. and it's interesting that the location that I ended up in, you know, our, our souls are uh, are given nudges and and little pushes to kind of take steps intuitively towards where we're meant to be, mm. and I trust those nudges and those steps that that the universe, divine spirit, whoever it is you call it. Um, tells us to take because they put us on our path to who we're meant to meet and where we're meant to be. Absolutely. And where I ended up was a place called um, Santa Marta, uh, which is called the heart of the world. And so energetically, it's that beautiful heart energy. And the Indigenous people are so incredibly strong in that region and connected and so for me it was the adventure that I took that that risk that leap that I took was about healing my heart Mm -hmm. and it was about connecting back to me about what I needed and what what made me feel whole and complete and and honored me and respected me and all of those things and you know what I loved about what you shared in terms of your your ex-husband is that it's really important that not just we as women but people in relationship in general we often stay somewhere because it's where we think we're expected to be and we often know before we know that we're not meant to be there any longer? Absolutely. I, I had that sense. And I, uh, I do say in the book, you know, a few years after the birth of our second child, I felt that perhaps this relationship wasn't forever. But we were busy and we were had very busy careers. We had two beautiful young girls. 
and we we were a really good partnership. And Leanne, actually, we are still an excellent partnership, co co raising these two precious little angels that we've got. And we share care for, of them 50-50 and we have a family dinner together every two weeks. And that's for the girls to understand that even though mum and dad might not be together anymore, we are still an absolute partnership and we are their biggest cheerleaders in life. And, and I am really proud of the way that I have navigated this separation and divorce. And although I came into this situation in a very unexpected way, you know, he is thriving, the girls are thriving, I'm thriving. And I think that... You know, um, that's one of the key reasons I wrote this book to sort of say you can do real, you can make really hard decisions, but if you make them from a position of authenticity and love and respect for the other, you can all come out better. And I, I really, my sincere wish is allowing other people who may read this book to recognise that they can make big decisions in their life and come out the better for it. Important because one of the other types of soulmates that we can have in life is is that romantic soulmate that really part of their purpose is to come into our world to help us create family. And so sometimes those romantic soulmates don't necessarily last your entire lifetime. They come in to help create family and and create that structure and sometimes you outgrow each other in whatever way shape or form and you're meant to grow into more connection with self or more love for self in a different form of relationship and so I think it's really important to to know that any soulmate journey is about learning to love self learning to honor self learning to respect what your heart needs, wants and desires and what feels loving and kind for you and for the other. And it's and it's not loving or kind to stay somewhere where it doesn't feel healthy or loving for you or for the other person because it's not honouring them. That's right. And that was the conclusion that I came to relatively quickly is that I needed, if I wasn't the right person to walk hand in hand with, into the future with my husband, well, then, you know, how dare I stop him perhaps meeting someone else who is the right person for him for the next stage of his life? So we had a terrific 14 years. And, you know, towards the end, okay, we were more partners than we were sort of relational soulmates, but that's okay. You know, that happens. And the fact that, you know, we've both come out of this experience as great friends and still great partners to our children, I'm incredibly proud of that. And I just hope that that message is received by people who need to hear it because it is possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I want to pick up on a little bit is in your journey to Argentina and South America um, and, and, you know, noticing that you'd picked up that beautiful soul fragment and that, you know, what that means is a part of ourself that we'd uh, forgotten, really. Or that we'd left behind and sometimes we go to locations to pick up those kinds of things to remember parts of ourselves that we might not be exploring or expressing in this lifetime what was your biggest learning on that adventure about yourself 
Oh, so I reflected on this for quite some time because at first I went just because I wanted an adventure. And then as the trip unfolded and I recognised the growth and healing I was receiving in Argentina and in Patagonia in particular, to me it was really the return to self journey but also the fact that I could, I could do it by myself. You know, I could get on a plane and travel. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I've been a, a competent and trustworthy career professional my whole life. But the idea of just jumping on a plane and meeting 14 other strangers was quite daunting, you know, in my early 40s. And over that experience, you know, the people that I met were incredible and really wanted to understand me for me and get to know me on a deeper level. And it didn't matter what my business card said and it didn't matter if I had my corporate uniform on. I could just be me. And so when I arrived home, I really recognised the gift of that was more acceptance that I am okay as I am and that people who are right for me will love and accept me as I am. And that's an incredible blessing. I love that because, you know, so often we, we put on masks sometimes to show that, you know, we're successful or happy or joyful or whatever it might be. And we've got to remember that there's the other part of ourselves that can have a really shitty day, who can be really judgmental of ourselves or of others, or, you know, just feel angry or hurt or sad or, you know, who fails at something. And it it's actually okay because that's all of us. That's all of who we are. And getting, you know, living life as we do, we often forget to really sit down with ourselves and that is part of the healing work is to just sit and be present with ourselves and what we need in amongst the busy isn't it and I had never really given myself that opportunity to sit with myself I was always the one working long hours I was raising a family in partnership you know with my ex-husband We were the one hosting all the parties. We were organising all of these amazing travel adventures. I never stopped. And I think that that was my soul's way at that time of protecting me because it just knew I wasn't ready. And it took this catalyst moment of meeting this man for me to really stop and and take a a really good hard look at myself and recognise that, gee whiz, I, I had been ignoring myself for most of my life. And I like how you mention a catalyst there when you talk about that man because, you know, when we're not listening to ourselves, our soul, spirit, universe, source, divine, whatever it is you want to call it, will often send a messenger. That's exactly Whether right. that's through a person, an opportunity, a situation or an experience which puts us at a decision point where we have to make a choice about which pathway we take. That's do right. we keep do we keep stepping where we've been or do we choose something different? Yeah, and that's exactly what happened to me. And I again I, I've taken a, a broader perspective of this uh, meeting this this man. A catalyst moment can come to us in many different forms. So it can be an accident, it can be the diagnosis of a serious illness, it can be the death of a soulmate or the death of someone close to you. Anything that shakes you to your core that that makes you stop in your tracks and say, okay, 
am I on the right path or not? And for me, it just so happened to come in the form of a tall, dark and handsome man across the dinner table. And, you know, that was obviously the way the universe decided to get to me. I thought, you know, you know, I, I'm a Scorpio. I, and I feel emotions very deeply. Uh, that's the way to get to Amanda. And I actually believe that the sole contract that I, I have with him was that you know, if we, if you were ever on the wrong path, Amanda, I'm going to find a way to come in and I'm going to bump you onto the right path, but I'm not going to be there to complete you. But to be honest, Leanne, that was the part that I found incredibly challenging because I had never felt this level of soul connection with anyone in my life. I immediately thought, well, that has to be the one. He has to be it. And it took some time and a lot of, a lot of tears to take a higher perspective and sort of say well perhaps he was there for a different reason and that was for me to grow more into my authentic self and over the last few years not only have I changed my home situation where again everyone's happy but I've also changed my career and so I've had a 20-year financial services career and it was very successful and when I really decided that that was no longer the way I wanted to be working in the world most of my friends thought I was absolutely crazy because why would you give up such a successful lucrative career this was another catalyst moment for me I almost well I did I felt like I didn't have a choice it was like no my soul's now pulling me in a different direction and through the writing of this book and going through this journey it became more and more evident that I needed to do something that was more aligned with my soul and therefore a few years ago I transformed again talk about, you know, Scorpio and phoenixes and rising from the ashes. Um, I transformed my professional life and I've become a transformation and reinvention coach, which, you know, looking back, that's perfect because I've had to transform my own life and reinvent my own life to be living more in accordance with who I am. Now I help others do the same. And it's just incredibly um, joyful to do this work now with people. We, we could talk about this all day <laughs> and you know I love how you talk about the transformation because you know and and soulmates saying no it they, they serve their purpose and I think what I want listeners who are attracted to listening to this episode in particular what I want you to know is that if you feel that connection with someone don't be attached to needing them in your world in order to complete you or make you happy or, or, or whatever that might be because the reality is if we do that, we're in attachment to needing someone else to fulfill us. Yes. And that's not ever the purpose of a soulmate. Um, and they can always be taken away from us because you are your own soulmate. Oh, and I, I actually say that in the book. I had to come to the realisation that I was my own soulmate and that I was all I needed in this world. Now, that doesn't for a minute mean that I don't love um, the relationships that I have with my friends and my family and um, not at all. What it does mean, though, is that, you know, I am okay just being me and I have accepted myself as I am foibles and all and challenges and you know missteps along the way of which there's been quite a few but I I love and accept myself as I am now and that is an incredible gift and I think the difference is that we can when we feel whole and complete within ourselves 
when we can accept ourselves wholly and completely and we can meet our own needs, we bring our full self to any connection that we have. And what that requires is someone else to bring their full self to their connection with us because we will know if something's not quite right. That's right. We're going to energetically know it now. We're going to feel it. Exactly. And so, you know, for me, one of my biggest learnings was what what I need in relationship for self. I had no idea what I needed in relationships. And like I said, I was attracting unavailable men. And I was, I, I came to the understanding that I was unavailable to myself. And I was not meeting my own emotional needs because I didn't know what they were. I never got taught how to connect with my emotion or to ask for what I need. Absolutely. And so my my journey to South America was really about that. Yes. And now I know what I re- I don't. It's not what I need in relationship. It's what I require. Mm-hmm. Because you are holding yourself with this huge level of self-love and self-acceptance that you can now go there. And, I, I, you know, I feel I'm on that journey with you now too, is that I won't attract in the wrong energies now because we're just going to be vibrating at a different level. And I'm completely okay with that. In fact, can I share a quote with you that I've just um, remembered? It's from Neil Donald Walsh. And it says, when we stop looking for someone to complete us, we find completion in ourselves. The purpose of relationship is not to have another who might complete you, but to have another with whom you might share your completeness. And I think that's just a beautiful way of understanding the world of soul connections and how we can come into the acceptance and then love of ourselves, and then watch the world open and unfold. Absolutely. And, you know, just when we come into that space for ourselves, we don't put pressure on another person to meet our needs for us. Mm. Um, We can ask them to support us and to uplift us when we need a little bit of that. Mm. However, they add to our happiness and our joy and our, our upliftment and they, they get us because we get ourselves. Yes. I like to think of it as one plus one equals three. Exactly. And that's exactly what, and, and, you know, we, we'd have to do another episode on that because it's very different. Um, that's exactly what the twin flame journey is all about, is your connection to self first, your connection to source, divine, spirit, universe second, and then partner. Um, so, yeah, we could talk all day. We probably could, um, yeah, I think, yes. Yeah, I'm mindful of time. Can you share with people where they can connect with you if they'd like to purchase a copy of the book or learn more? Certainly. So I have a website and the address is www.amandatrenfield.com, which is A-M-A-N-D-A-T-R-E-N-F-I-E-L-D.com. And the book uh, is there. I've done a, a, a television interview, which I popped up on my website. And I talk about what I'm doing now to help others through their reinvention journey. And I also talk about human design, which is another uh, modality that I discovered whilst doing all of this growth process myself. And so if anyone's interested, um, I'd love, love to help if I can. Thank you so much for sharing and connecting. 
For those of you who would like to know more about the work that I do around twin flames in particular, jump on my website, thebarefootmedium.com.au. Thank you all so much for listening and for sharing. If you like this episode, hit the thumbs up, put a comment in about your biggest insight and share it with your friends and family. Until next time, this is Barefoot with Spirit podcast and I'm your host, Leanne, the Barefoot Medium. Thanks, guys. Thank you.